Hi, I'm Tish. And my buns, they don't feel nothing like steel. And I'm Juliana. Baby fish mouth! <laughs> this episode, <laughs> this is episode 66 of the Rated F podcast. In this episode, we're talking about the year 2020 and all of the awesome and horrible things we have watched. <laughs> Women love shit like that. Cinemas will die out. Because it's just fucking movies. Women don't have the same opportunities. So many women. <laughs> it's time. It's that time of year again. You were time for a recap. Super late this year. Because stuff's know. going on. Lockdowns and... Yeah. You were like quarantining for yep. a while. Because yep. a co-worker was, in... was positive. Yeah, that was fun. I was not positive though. Everyone's so still okay. okay. Everyone was good. He's Everyone good. I know he's okay. back at work. Everyone's oh, good. good. I know two people who had it, and miraculously, my auntie Andrea, my mom's friend, mm-hmm. she has one lung and a whole host of health problems. And she was, okay. but she is, she got it, and she's okay. She's That's not good. great, but she's back okay. to her self. She's still really weak and tired, but. That was like when she went in the hospital. It's like, well, you have one lung and you have this yeah, it's respiratory certainly disease. scary when you have that many like mitigating factors. I mean, healthy people are like suffering for you know still suffering from getting it a year ago. Yeah. Anyway, we're okay. Our closest people are okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's snowing. I don't know. I'm. It's winter and it's pandemic and it's isolation. Like yesterday, though, I left work on time yesterday I and I drove home and it wasn't dark yet. And I was like, "Oh my god, it's coming!" I I'm just yeah, counting like the sunset time yeah. because, like, winter-wise, we're still not on our way out yet. We're still in like in middle of winter. Yeah, now we're into February, so like we're in like the darkest or the coldest, the worst yeah, of time of weather, the year. But, but we're past the solstice, so the light is coming back. So that's the thing that I can like keep track of that it keeps getting better. It made such a I didn't leave on time today and it was dark driving home and like yesterday it made such a difference. I was driving home and I was like, "Oh, like I didn't feel just tired already." Yes. I was like driving home and I was like I feel like I could do something when I get home. Now, of course, by the time I got home, it was like no. sunset, and then it was like, okay, I'm just going to sit up. Yeah. I mean, first of all, what is there to do? Second of all, yeah. like, it's dark, and then... I was talking about this with my coworker, just thinking about it for myself. Like, we expect ourselves, and, like, we expect everyone expects each other to, like, keep chugging along at the same pace during yeah. winter, and it's like, when everything literally everything like literally the entire planet's axis and like our bodies and our minds and the weather like everything is telling us to slow down and do less but we just like expect ourselves to like keep on chugging and everyone else and then we just feel guilty if we don't and then it just adds to it and it's like and it's fucking isolation and everything and it's yeah. just like can everyone calm down and just be okay with everyone just doing less yeah like, because we are just not capable of what we were in the summer or pre-isolation pandemic life. Yeah. I think we've just all felt that. It's just not fair. It's definitely a wall. I'd say, like, I 
I was doing I was doing pretty good like pandemic wise. I hit a wall in January where I was like, okay, Ooh, yeah, and it was it was a hard. It just hit. keeps it get that part keeps getting worse the longer it goes on. Yeah. Plus, it's the worst of winter in January, yeah. February, and it's yeah. I was we both watch um, Christine McConnell, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I watched her live stream on Sunday. And she was talking about, because she moved from Northern California to, um, like, New England, like, New York State. And so she talks about, like, the differences. She thinks it's so charming and lovely and everything. Sure. But <laughs> she's talking about, come. like, people, like, warned me about the cold. I'm like, yeah, it's cold in the house, whatever. And, like, they warned me about this, like, seasonal affective disorder. Mm. Like, she'd never heard of it. And I'm like, oh, what a life down there oh, in California. California. <laughs> she's like, I have been, like feeling down a little bit like I don't think I have it but I have been down lately and like I used to you know like rise with the sun and then when the sun starts setting I knew that was time to like wrap up my day and now it's just like it's dark and I don't know what to do and I'm like girl welcome to this part of the world like wow welcome to like the northern half of the northern hemisphere (laughs) like I don't know like yeah the shorter days I'm like yeah they don't even have that this further south you go no like it doesn't get cold and you don't lose as much light that's not really fair. we need to move. I know, except I do not want to live in the States. No, me neither. But there's lots of other places in the world. <sighs> yeah. How far south is the Mediterranean? That right? seems nice. It seems more, yeah. Or even just, like, I'm still dreaming of, like, Canada, West Coast, like, Victoria, Vancouver Island, because, I mean, latitude, it's, I think it's slightly north, maybe, <laughs> of us. But the, like, it's overall mild temperatures, yeah. and it's more sort of even out. Yeah, and I, uh, yeah. Also, just, like, lifestyle-wise, it's very different. West Coast is so different, right? So. Yeah. I just feel like temperate rainforest <laughs> is where I belong. The mountains and the ocean and the forests. Personally, I like <laughs> the seasons, and I like winter, but yeah. Ottawa is not my favorite weather city because... Yeah, we get the four seasons, but our summers are so humid here. Like, so mm-hmm. humid. And not with, like, it's not like you're right by the ocean and can, like, mm, yeah. have that. Like, it's we don't have great beaches or anything. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like when I go to the cottage in the summer, it's different. Because, yeah, it's humid and disgusting, but then you just go in the lake. You know <laughs> what I mean? And I don't. We, we're lacking that option. Here. I know. When we moved here to near ottawa when i was 11 yeah and i was like that. i don't get it where is the beach yeah. where is the lake yeah it's like and like within ottawa city we have the ottawa river sure. and we, we have they call it dow's lake i'm like that is not a lake that is like a big pond at the end a of pond. a river yeah <laughs> but whatever there is water here yes we actually but have like, a lot of water in kempel it's just not. like the kempel creek which we definitely did swim in but <laughs> It's not the same as I came from Lake Huron, where you go to the beach and you look out and there's just a line between the blue and the blue. And like, that's what I miss and I love. Um, So we should just move back there. (laughs) Because we've been there. We loved it. We did. Yeah, it was fun. Anyway, enough about us. Let's talk about movies and us. Okay. Um, News. We're so bad at news. Remember when we used to do like news episodes? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I do remember that. <laughs> Tried to keep up with that. Oh my God. I don't know what's happening in the world. 
I mean, I could talk about like the state of film festivals because that is my world. Um, but it's just like yeah. everything got canceled I mean, and postponed, and it's terrible. It's awesome. Also, like my colleagues got to go to Cannes this year. That's cool. The Cannes Marketplace mm-hmm. online. That's awesome, and some other things. But um, generally speaking, though, it's like kind of the same everywhere for everything. Yeah. Well, at the first, some things were postponing. There were still some in-person festivals. Like Venice or something. Stuff was in Australia is probably they're fine down there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they got, they got shit their shit under control together. Yeah, way to go, <laughs> um, New Zealand. Yeah, for myself at the Canadian Film Institute, we went totally online. We're still totally online, waiting to see about Animation Festival in September. If, but also our main one of our main venues is closed now. We're waiting for someone else to buy it and open it up. Anyway, um, and obviously so many releases were pushed or went to digital only. Yeah. All that kind of nonsense. Um, here's some news that I got from the internet. Because <laughs> okay. I don't keep track of stuff. Nope. Well, I, you know, I see things happening, yeah, yeah. but I don't like round it up for myself. Um, all four of the Sundance Film Directing Awards went to women. <gasps> That's amazing. And three of those women were black women. That's doubly amazing. Yay, Sundance. So that was... That's good. Rada Blank for the 40-Year-Old Version, which is on Netflix or something now. Okay. Um, Garrett Bradley for Time. I'm going to say this wrong. Maimouna Ducure for Cuties, that French film. Oh, yes. Um, and Irina Tsilik for The Earth is Blue is an Orange, which we might be showing, but mm. top secret. Um... <laughs> top secret. <laughs> well, we haven't locked down programming for it so yet. That's fair. Um, what else? That's awesome. That's that is awesome for Sundance. Yeah. Um, Sundance is happening right now, so we'll see what comes out of it. Um, I think the competition is only available in the U.S. Like it's online, but there's some stuff available mm. in Canada. But I didn't. Probably think. not like the majority of the stuff. I don't know. You know, like Little David. Yeah. He's like. Yeah, yeah. I'm okay. going to Sundance. Is and I'm he like, why struggling did... this year? He used to be at every movie ever. I'm sure he's still seeing every fucking thing. I'm sure he is, can. but like. Maybe I more because he's at home that's and true. he's like doing school at home or whatever. I guess that's possible. Anyway, I'm just bitter because I was like, why didn't I think of that? I looked at Sundance and I was like, oh, it seemed like it was just like the sort of market, like the auto competition stuff was maybe global. But I didn't look into it enough, so now I'm just jealous that I'm not on top of shit. Um, Oscars did not nominate any women for Best Director. Yeah, well, the Oscars. And only Greta Gerwig's Little Women got a nomination for Best Picture. Yeah. and But not a Best Director. Yeah, it, she was... It, you know what? <laughs> We've gone over the Oscars. We go over the Oscars like... Every three episodes about all the problems. Oscars are in, they're usually in February, right? So that was before yeah. any lockdowns, right? So yeah. they did happen. It seems like, they I was happen. reading this and it was saying, and I was just so confused about the year because I just think of everything that happened last, the last edition of everything would have been online, but it's like, no, the last edition yeah. of some things were still. It's kind <laughs> of like, because 2020 feels like it was kind of like 
March through December, like mid-March through like Yeah, we keep saying 2020 was the worst, but there was like two and a half like, months at the beginning yeah, of the year. Yeah, two and a half months. Our part of the world was... We're great. <laughs> ignor- blissfully ignorant of what was coming. Yeah. Yeah. China was starting heard of we it. didn't really hilariously i was almost gonna go to china <laughs> earlier this year <laughs> yeah. for a work trip <sighs> anyway uh, like we didn't really we're so ignorant in this side of the world to like well yeah we, we just, just never like, think eh, it feels so far away yeah. like you don't think when you it's hear gonna... about terrible things happening in the world it's always far away yeah. and it never affects you of course well, and, like, I remember, we were talking about this, we had a work meeting, like, mid-March to talk about, like, okay, COVID-19 is coming, the coronavirus, mm-hmm. like, what is it, what steps are, right, <laughs> must have been, like, early March, like, washing your hands, remember when it was all, like, just wash your hands? Don't touch your face. Just wash your hands, like, don't what touch are you your people face. doing touching your face? And it's, like... I remember we had this work meeting and we were all like, oh, we remember SARS and like um, the bird. H1N1. Yeah, H1N1 and stuff. And it's like, because our our GM is from Toronto, so Mm. they got it far worse than we did. In Ottawa, it was barely like a I don't remember being affected by either. Yeah, we were. (laughs) And he was like, you know, but like we got through it and it wasn't too bad. He just had to be careful. (laughs) But like it's not anything like what this is. Like we just were so woefully unprepared. Yeah, and so were our governments. Yeah. So we did not get shit. We could have, yeah, anyway. shut this down early. But okay, besides the point, um, lots of we things watched were movies. <laughs> lots of things were um, either like sort of cut from the slate for the year. Yes, in the, in the yeah. sort of big Disney, Marvel, DC universes. I mean, Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four did come out eventually. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Um, okay, my problem with this is okay. I'll talk about this later <laughs> that one of my, like, I'm trying not to download so much. I'll talk about it later. But I did pirate something already this year because I just could not bring myself to pay this much. Okay. So I had to see, obviously, I had to see Promising Young Woman. I really want to see it. Well, I, I really downloaded it so really I can give it to you. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, Emerald Fennel. I wanted to support your movie. But it was, let's say, twice as much as it would cost to go see it in a theater to see it online yeah to rent it online in this new theatrical online release thing and i was like that is i don't understand why like why and how they're getting away with it how they're justifying it like if it was this about the same as going to theater i'd be like well like as like yeah okay i'm not it's still crazy expensive but like okay fine 10 12 dollars yeah price of admission yeah fine I but get it. i mean technically you're just giving me the movie not the whole theater and the yeah. people working there and everything that you pay for with a ticket so i'm not even arguably <laughs> arguably it should be less because all you're giving me is the like screening fee yeah. <laughs> but it's twice as much and i was like i don't understand how they're getting away with it it's still like yeah it's not like you're purchasing the film it's not yeah it's, it's not just, even it's like purchasing. a what, 48 hour rental like yeah. I just, I could not bring myself to do it. That's fair. It sucks, because, yeah. I really want to, it's one of my top looking forward to's. Well, I'll share it with you. (laughs) Oh, my God. Exposing ourselves to pirates. Here we are. Okay. I swear I'll pay full price for your next movie. (laughs) Um, We lost uh, some women directors, um, like Lynn Shelton, American director, had died of leukemia. I'm trying to think of what of hers I've seen, but I know I've seen something. Um, 
I'll do lookups. You know okay. me. I love looking up things. There was a few that I knew of but hadn't seen and definitely something of hers that I'd say. Shelton with a T? Yeah. Guys, we know this is the most exciting <laughs> part. When we look up things live on the podcast. Please. While you do that, I'll say that in the first time in its 77-year history, the Venice Film Festival attempts something close to gender parity with a record 8 out of 18 films in competition directed by women, which is the most ever. Wow. That's so, not great. But I mean, it's good that it's the most it, ever. It, just, yeah. it should be more. She's done a lot with, of TV. Stuff that we would have seen. Your sister's sisters. Oh, yeah, she I did. that. But she's also done Hump Day, my Queen. Yeah. We go way back. She's done a lot of TV, though, including mm-hmm. like um, Glow and Oh yeah, Love and Mindy Project. So like yeah. she was all over the place. Yeah. Anyway, people died. People, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, back to Venice. Chloe Zhao won the top award, the Golden Lion for Nomadland. Cool. Just the fifth woman to win. Hey. TIFF's three People's Choice Awards were all awarded not only to women, but women of color. Nice. And the first time the top festival, top award at the festival has been won by a woman since 2011. Yeah, like it shouldn't be like nine years between. <laughs> <laughs> like, Yeah. This is the thing we always talk about. When the stats are like, this is improving, it's still so dismal. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's good. It's good that it's improving. Like, these are positive things. Mm -hmm. But, and like, it's, it's, it sucks to be like only the fifth woman, but it's like, well, there's got to be five to be six. Like, you know what I mean? So I guess. It's going to go one at a time. Yeah. So at least we're going. Um, all right. That was some news for you. Let's get into our movie watching. Oh, yeah, I love my stats. Okay. Um, Juliana's already said she did not watch a lot okay. this year. Guys. It's been a year. It's been we a understand. year. I started out so strong. <laughs> and then literally after March, which coincides, you know, with the worldwide mm-hmm. pandemic, um, I just stopped watching movies. Because you didn't have time or it was like you'd rather like watch TV or something? I I watched a lot more TV this Mm -hmm. year and I watched a lot of TV that I'd seen before and Mm -hmm. I watched a lot of movies I'd seen before when I did watch them because I think I was craving like comfort Mm -hmm. and like um, I know what happens. There's no surprises. Yes. (laughs) Uh, And I really, I struggled with that a lot this year. So like I'm already, I'm just going to let everyone know, I did not reach any of my goals this year. It's the least amount of movies I've seen in I a think, year in probably a decade. I think in general, no one reached any of their goals for the year. That's accurate. <laughs> I had a lot of other goals for my life last year that yeah. did not happen. No. Okay. Um, I did great. Good job. <laughs> no, that's awesome. To be fair, I... When I did watch, I really made a point of watching new movies. And I also, with my job, like, watched screeners. I got a pass to Inside Out because I was a pre-screener last year. So, like, I crammed as much as I could to take advantage of that. And, like, other sort of, like, previewing things for our festivals and just a general sense of, like, I should be watching more movies, new movies, different movies. Yeah. 
But again, it's part of my job. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes it is literally like work hours. So I have I, the time. Yeah, I'm still... And I have the like more motivation, I guess, because it's tied to my career. Yeah. I'm so still going to no, work, don't unfortunately, feel bad. <laughs> and I hate it. <laughs> One day. Okay. So let's not judge a judge ourselves against each no, other. No, no, no. I no, never. <laughs> or even to like our previous years because this year was so it different. It was very for different. Our yeah. lives in general. Okay. Well, let's start with how many movies did you watch? Oh, get ready. <laughs> a big 63 that I remember. I didn't write anything down for November and December at all. Now I know I watched movies in November mm-hmm. and December. I came up with four that I remembered watching. Mm-hmm. Palm Springs, for example. Yeah. So, like, I came up with four that I was like, I watched these. I know it was towards Christmas. You know what? If they're not that memorable, Um, they don't count anyway. (laughs) So, uh, it may have been closer to, say, 70 in actuality, Mm -hmm. but 63 on the list. I mean... It's not horrible, it's like but it's five or not. six a month. I mean, you can't watch movies every day. No, it's not. I didn't. But the the beginning of the year, I did a lot of my heavy lifting. Yeah. <laughs> um, my goal was 150, just yeah. like last year, because last year I did 141, then I did 151. Woo! I Thank swear God. I didn't like do that on purpose to just go <laughs> one know. over my goal. It, it just, just happened. happened that way. Yeah. I almost watched one more that last night, but then I didn't. Because I was like, well, good for me. I reached my goal. You did so great. (sighs) 200 next. No. (laughs) Um, I feel like 150 is kind of like... It seems like a lot. It feels like you kind of don't want to go... How many movies, like... I mean, even that, I'm like, I had 150 unique experience like different Mm -hmm. stories like there's so much to a movie to have that many in my head i'm like and most of them were new to me so i'm like that's so many like new things in my brain that's what i'm saying i feel like you don't want to go that much above 150 like that's all that's too like at what point is too too many movies i don't know like i imagine like our head programmer executive director like he sometimes has to just watch movies all day every day for like things he programs like, imagine if he kept track. Or, like, one of my coworkers was saying, like, she tries to watch something every, like, a movie every day. I'm like, I mean, do I technically have, you know, like, an hour and a half every day I could do that? Yeah, if I really wanted to, but, like... I I don't want to do sometimes that. Sometimes you don't have the sometimes brain Sometimes you capacity. get in, like, a, you get in a groove, and you go through, like, a week or two, day. and it's, like, so many movies. Oh, my God, I watched so many yeah. movies in the last two weeks. But then, like, that Some, ebbs and flows. Some, yeah, sometimes it gets into a habit. Yeah. And, or sometimes I have, like, a weekend or something where I'm watching, like, two or three in a day for a few days in a row. And then, obviously, my two weeks vacation is, like, a week straight of three or four a day watching <laughs> because yeah i just have to get into like that place where it's like i got nothing else to do i can commit to movie after movie but yeah i don't know a movie a day seems like it's too i think it's a chore then or something yeah i don't know i feel like then if i missed i'd be like oh i miss and i don't want to feel like work no i mean i watch something every day because yeah. i need something on yeah i have a lot of background like I don't always necessarily sit down and pay attention to something, but I always have something on at some point. Yeah. Background or... Movie's a commitment. Yeah. And I've started, like... 
That's the thing. I like paying attention generally. Like, yeah. If I'm going to make it. Yeah. I There were definitely some chunks of movies that I did not count. <laughs> um, like, when I had, like, a bad week and I was like, I need, like, dumb movies that I've seen a million times because I can't handle anything more, but I can't, I can't have nothing. So I did like all the Marvel movies again. And then I started watching like animated kids stuff. Uh-huh. Like I didn't count it because I wasn't paying attention to it. And I'm doing that it again on. recently. It was just like on in yeah. your apartment. Yeah. I've been doing that again recently with like animated kids stuff. I'm like, I just need pretty colors and like pretty music and stuff while I like Dude. work on my computer or just like zone out. So I don't count those because they're not really. You're not sitting to watch. Like, I'm not committed. You're not watching the movie. Yeah. Yeah. I also watched who knows how many Christmas Hallmark movies when I was at my parents' <laughs> house for, like, four days. Those do not count. Be- like, it doesn't count if I'm switching between no. channels. That is not a movie watching. Okay. So, I could say more than 151, but not really. Um, okay. How many were new watches for you out uh, of 70-ish? <laughs> out of the 63, 38 were new. That's good. That's most. So, yeah, more than half. half. Um, And probably, yeah, I'm going to say over half. So, like, I don't know what percent It was a comfort movie watching year. Yeah, but I definitely, I I was at least over half new. I didn't want to, nothing too. Yeah. And our goal, we kind of decided a couple years ago that 75, 70%. Yeah, 70% was like, a good ratio. Right. I was um, I was at the goal 60 is not a hundred. I was at sixty percent. Okay. Um pretty That's good. So you weren't yeah. all watching like you had some new new experience. Yeah, I did, yeah. Okay. Just, after I just say seventy percent is a good ratio. I did eighty four percent. Yeah, that's really good. Because <laughs> like I said, it was like consciously every time I wanted to watch something, it was like pick you have something so many new. things on your list yeah. you want to watch, like pick something new, unless it was really a comfort watch was needed. It's um, great. So yeah, I was like, oh my god, 84. Like, not, again, not a goal that I'm trying to, like, it's keep the, moving up to 100. No. no. I'm it's always going to rewatch some. First year, I didn't hit the new oh, yeah. um, movies ratio. So. Well, it wasn't yeah. unprecedented. I don't feel, no, no, I don't feel bad. I'm just <laughs> yeah. saying, like, yeah, like, I'm, That's what it was. I look at that and I'm like, yeah, it was a year. Like, it's. Again, my goal is still going to be 70 next year. 70% new. I'm going to keep, I'm going to, my, I don't know. That's just all I know. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I can't, yeah. 84 though. That's really good. (laughs) 127 new movies this year. Like, that's so many. Can I remember them all? All those stories? How is that all my brain? I was writing out my list. Yeah. Like in a, more of a spreadsheet. And I was like, I came across some titles and I was like, what fucking movie? <laughs> I had to like go into like Netflix or wherever yeah. I watched it and like, oh yeah, that's what <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> uh, I don't think I had anything that like I totally didn't remember, but there's probably some like, oh yeah, I had to watch that for OIF or I had mm. to watch that for something. Yeah. Um. So yeah, wow, 84. So I did change my goal. I guess I'll kind of go through my goals as we go through. Sure. So. Since my goal is 150 in total, I thought I could move it up to 160. Cool. Again, it's a goal to reach towards. Yeah. It's not a minimum. Nope. Um, Mine's going to so. be 115. Good. That seems doable. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. Since I got over my goal, it makes sense to put it up a little bit. And I also just moved my new-to-me percentage to 75. Oh, good. I'm like, well, if this was so easy to go over 70, maybe 75 is my good ratio. Or maybe it's going to be 85. Like, 84 is going to be my good ratio. I don't know. Yeah. It depends what I'm doing. Right now, it feels like it's like, oh, one year I hit that. Is that going to be a consistent thing? Like, yeah. let's see, and then I'll adjust. Maybe in the there. way that this is like sort of a lower year for you, it's going to be a weirdly high year for me, and then I'm going to settle down yeah, again. Because I, I also, in a way, I did have more time because I didn't have a commute and stuff, and just sort of work was sort of easier working from home i get my work done and then i'm done i'm not sitting yeah. in an office just yeah. because i have to just to put the hours in, in yeah the same way. and just a general feeling of like working from home like more freedom like i could watch a movie in the middle of the day if i wanted to i don't think i did unless it was for work but yeah so we'll see um what else do you keep track of because i keep track of more than you yeah <laughs> um well I know that I wanted, the goal is to increase, like, um, watching films directed and written by women. Mm-hmm. I kept track of it this year. Awesome. It, it wasn't very good, <laughs> but I kept track of it. But, like, starting to keep track of it yes, is, is how what you helps know. you because you notice it when you choose a movie. You're Again, like, mm-hmm. I started off pretty strong in january Mm -hmm. and february like okay i hadn't watched that many movies but my ratio was like 50 percent almost directed by women but then in the end i only (laughs) watched like uh 13 directed by women so it like really fell off there those like old comfort watches yeah not great um and i had 20 22 of the 63 were written by women that's not horrible but i want to up those i'd like it Mm -hmm. to be 50 percent. that seems that's my goal for next year 50 percent. written and or directed or both um definitely written because that's easier yeah um but i'd love to get directed to 50 i feel like if directed's 50 percent, chances are i'm gonna hit 50 percent written yeah that that feels more like the. they're usually as you'll see with my more intricate stats they're it's if it's written, it's more likely to be like written and directed is yes. more common than either separately. Correct. Yeah, so what I'm trying to say I'm fifty percent's my goal for next year. We'll That's good. See. It should be everyone's goal. It should be everyone's goal, but most people aren't psychopaths that keep track of this <laughs> stuff. I will admit also like knowing that I keep track of things, it's like knowing like when your behavior is monitored, you try to be on your best behavior. Yeah, you're accountable. Yeah. So I've definitely like check rough percent like rough stats Mm. throughout the year to be like how am i doing do i need to watch more movies by women or have i been watching too many like rewatches and i was like pretty good all year i should also say about like my total i'm sure there's some other christmas movies i watched that i didn't count maybe but Mm. also like in previous years i've counted every single christmas movie i watch which is a lot and this year i just didn't watch as many like, even the ones that, like, like I, I think I did count probably almost all the Christmas movies I watched because a lot of them were new. Like, I don't know. I watched, like, 13 compared to, like, wow. 30 or 40. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I watched way less at Christmas, too, this year. It just wasn't... I, I just wasn't... I was kind of oversaturated by the ones I watch every year. And just, I didn't need to watch the Santa Clauses again. No. That's or, good, like, I fun. think, again, at my parents' house, I 
I think I caught some Home Alones and watched, some Grinch and I watched Klaus. I definitely watched Klaus. That was a big one. But I didn't watch I Arthur like, Christmas like I usually do. I didn't but it's watch like, me neither. Like I yeah, it was really pick and choose this year. I mean, I can tell you with okay, <laughs> guys. I've taken it to the next level by using Airtable, which I could talk about all day, but <laughs> Airtable. <laughs> So I can tell you easily that I watched... Nope. That's on my iPad. I'm tapping things. Mm -hmm. 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12... Yeah, like 14 Christmas movies. And I think all of them... Almost... I think almost all of them are new. We did watch all three of Christmas Prince (laughs) movies. So there's that. Those aren't on my list. See? Gotta count the ones we watched for the Klaus isn't on my list. I'm thinking of a lot of things I watched. I watched the... I, I'm gonna say it's okay. closer to seventy seventy five now. Well, that you know, we're to gonna after we do our stats, we're gonna just sort of wa- like go through mm-hmm. month by month and kind of talk about what we watch. So maybe you'll remember some as we yeah. go through. Um, I do keep track of years. If anybody just because that's next on my list, thirty two percent from twenty twenty, forty six percent from twenty sixteen. So whatever, most of my movies yeah. are new. Normally, <laughs> I, the last five I years. have a better idea, but this year I just didn't keep track. So many of them are old. Yeah. It's not the most interesting thing I keep track of. It's also but because, it's... like, sometimes stuff comes out, like, the end of a year, so it's, like, technically it's 2019, but it wasn't yeah. in theaters until December of 2019. Like, it's premiered so it's at like... a festival, was one year, yeah. but it wasn't widely released. So I find that a struggle sometimes with year. Yeah. I mean, I don't have any goals around that. It's just I find it kind of interesting to say, seven, like, 80% of what I watched was from the last five years, which makes sense because they're mostly, like, new watches mm-hmm. for me. Okay, women though. Uh-huh. Let's go down. Okay, exciting. Um, I did. So my goal was because I reached it last year, so I put it up this year to sixty percent written and/or directed, and I watched seventy percent. I know that's awesome. <laughs> that's it's actually like almost hard to reach that considering yeah. how few, considering movies in general. Are. But then again, I specifically, you know, I choose what I watch. With that influence, but I also don't say, no, I'm not going to watch that because it wasn't written. It was made by no. men, you know? Yeah. It's my preference for what's on screen reflects what's, what's behind the screen, yeah. generally. Um, so anyway, yes, yeah, 70%. So let's break it down. 49% directed and written. So like half of what I watched was directed and written by women. But that's the thing, right? It's like so much of it is both yeah because women have have to tell their own stories because and there's a lot I don't of know, men won't or like don't or like one woman doing both yeah also i found that even just in my limited stats i found the same thing yeah which is great because we're watching like more independent like cool stuff so mm-hmm. so that means 16 percent of what i watched was written by a woman directed by a man Four percent was written by a man and directed by a woman, which tells me that they don't give man movies to women to direct. Correct, <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like that's the thing. Um, that's why I'm saying like if you're going to keep track of either or, it's like they're probably most of them are going to be both. So that's always interesting, but that's also my whatever my viewing habits are. But I think it's pretty cool that half. Half of what I watched was both, which is awesome. It is good. Hey, I know of at least one film that we watched that had a female cinematographer. What? 
Palm Springs. Oh, written and directed by men, though. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But I'm just but saying. That's awesome. <laughs> I mean, the movie looked great. I love that in, movie. It was just something that. that I, it was a fact I came across. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm going to mark that because it's so rare. I know. Now that I'm doing this in Airtable, which if you guys don't know, it's like, it's like better than a, just a sheet, like a spreadsheet. It's, um, records and guys anyway it's very detailed it (laughs) It has has pretty color coded (laughs) it has filters i mean like for example like in my woman column which in my sheet what i just would have put a d a w or a dw Uh and had to sort of count that man somewhat manually at the end of the year this is more like my women field for each record i can sort of tag it with director writer and like whatever i want so like um people of color that i was before I was just doing on screen and then I've added the writer director. Now I can keep track of that. It's all in like one column, writer director on screen. Mm-hmm. So my point was I could start keeping track of like those top five that we tally, yeah. like writer director, yeah, that's true. editor, cinematographer, producer in this column. But I feel like, is that too much? Be, it might be too much. It's already like I watch a movie and then I have to like, after I have like, a few that I just add the titles and then after there's a few I'll sit down and get all the stats. It might them. be oh too much. I'm just adding it because, you know, interesting facts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. About a movie we both really like. So I might do that. I mean, as I said, this is basically like my pastime is like data <laughs> management. Like it brings me joy and it does and calm in this crazy world. So you know. And like when we do the podcast I do it. I look into all those positions for women, so Anyway, so women, yay. Um, my other big thing I keep track of before we go back to like representation stuff is how I watched things. I have that this oh, year. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, what did you do? Like at home versus cinema or Oh no, I have the streaming. Breakdown. Yeah, I have the individual streaming breakdown oh, okay. this year. So I did theaters. You had a goal to see a movie in theaters. Yes, okay. Every so my month. Goal last year. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? I did fucking great. Until it was no longer safe to do so. Because I saw four movies in the cinema in the first two and a half months of the year. That's good. So I think I nailed that goal. (laughs) But that means only 3% of what I watched (laughs) was in the cinema. I mean... No surprise, 97% at home. I watched 10 films in cinemas this year. You had a busy beginning (laughs) of the year. I don't know what the beginning of the year was doing. And one in August when theaters were reopened briefly. (gasps) You dare to go? Yep. Oh, wow. Was... We saw... I, I don't even remember what movie it was. In August. <laughs> I, I just cannot be bothered, slash didn't want to get on the bus to go downtown to see anything. Yes, fair. But yes, I, guess... uh, I was pretty proud, but it was it was like, well, how many would I have seen if we didn't have a pandemic? Yeah, you're crazy with going I know, to the I cinema. really like... Partially, I... though, it's like... My partner also really enjoys going to the the right. to the movies, so it's, it's a like, it's like a do. thing that yeah. we can do together. It's honestly it's not that one expensive. summer where I was dating that guy and he would take me to movies. I saw so many movies that summer. That's what I'm saying because he would like take yeah. me and pay for them. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we saw like so many stupid shit I didn't even want to watch, but I was like, yeah, sure, it's a date. We have to go sure. somewhere, do something, yeah. Pokemon Go or a movie. <laughs> yeah, uh, I remember that the summer. the summer of Pokemon Go. Oh yeah. Okay, so what else? Birthday party. <laughs> more specifically, yeah. What did? How did you watch at home? Um, majoritively, 
is Netflix. Mm-hmm. It seems to be my biggest one. But I hit all the streaming sites. I have some Prime. I have some Crave. I have some Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. And I have some Blu-ray. Oh, like off the shelf. Wow. See, I don't have that at yeah. all. <laughs> um, Netflix, though, is by, by far the biggest. I think it's just because it's like my automatic go-to. Mm-hmm. When I'm... So I look at what's on there first. So I'm more likely to just pick something off the first place I go mm-hmm. to. Whereas I feel like when I when I watch something off Prime or Disney Plus, it was like a specific thing. That you oh, it's there. on Prime. Yes. Whereas Netflix yeah. is just, oh, I'm watching, I want to watch something. I feel like Netflix is a little bit better like suggesting and browsing than yeah. some of the other ones. So, um, um, but yeah, of my 63, like a, over a quarter's Netflix itself. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. I did... So these percentages are not of the ones I watched at home. It's total, but I mean, at home is 97%, so it's close. Yeah. So I just have all the streaming services together was 25% of what I watched. Oh, yeah. It was... I could break it down more because now I have them all tagged in my air table, but whatever. <laughs> I think Netflix is definitely the biggest one, um, even though I don't always... Well, maybe not. I don't always... I didn't have Netflix all year. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm... I don't... Um pirate really like i generally str- like streaming mm-hmm. service everything i have um four listed in other which are like two movies i watched with you that y- you ah. pirated and two movies i watched on tv when i was at the cottage and it was raining okay yeah see i didn't keep track of anything i watched on tv because it wasn't <laughs> we like sat and watched yeah. it though um but it was like had commercials <laughs> yeah Ugh. Okay, I did watch. Oh come on, where's my quick total iPad? Yeah, iPad. Okay, iPad's not giving me a quick total. But okay, I think it was still mostly Netflix because I had Netflix for the beginning of for January and December. I just had it for January and December. <laughs> January one and February. But of your streaming, it's like the... Oh, no, I had it... I, I thought you had some... it more than that, but... Yeah, I guess it's just... I was watching a lot of TV, I guess. That's fair. Because I think it's January, February, and then I have one in July. Just one movie in July. <laughs> These couple in October uh, were not at home on Netflix. They were on my road trip, the Netflix at the Airbnb I was staying at, and then December. So I think I was just watching... Um, what was I watching this year? I watched Golden Girls, but that was on Prime. Yeah, I watched a lot I was of watching Golden I must Girls. have been watching something. Anyway, I think Netflix was still the biggest just because it has the most. And how much of your percent was streaming, did you say? Twenty five. My streaming was over fifty percent. It's like it's like thirty four of sixty three. So yeah. not so, so it's I, like sixty percent for me. Yes, because I also have fourteen percent were screeners. Right. Seventeen <laughs> percent were at a film festival slash special screening. Yeah. Cause I watched a lot of yeah. So I have those I mean you could watch online festival stuff, but like the screener thing mm-hmm. is something you don't have. So yeah, that's how we watched at home. <laughs> at home street I mean, to be honest, I don't think that totals that far off of what it would be like any other year. Um I no. think my the number of movies I watched would increase, and mm-hmm. so like yeah, I would have gone to the theater the more ratio. and that sort of thing. But the ratio I think is actually pretty similar for me. Mine would have been different because I would have 
watched at least one a month in the cinema. Yeah. Which is... I know you were doing so well on that goal. I I feel like it's not... What do I normally do? Last year I watched... Oh, last year I watched 17 in the cinema, so that's more than one a month. Yeah. But it was like... Ten of those were a film festival or special screen. Yeah. <laughs> so it was my goal. My, like the point of the goal go was to the yeah to go to keep up with new things yeah. was kind of basically the goal. Rather well, than... that kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I did watch a few. A few of those like screenings were like sort of advanced screenings mm-hmm. online. Mm-hmm. I saw Summerland early. I saw Wander Darkly early. Yeah. And just other mix of things. Um. Some of them were, like, my own, like, our festivals at work that I watched movies for. Like, sometimes I watch the screeners, sometimes I watch them, like, as a viewer. <laughs> okay. Do you have anything else? Representation um, stuff? That No, not really. Bad. Hmm. Um, I had a goal to watch a lot of docs. I watched yeah. six, which is... I mean, six is it's 10%. I'd yeah. like it to be closer to... 15% because I really like documentaries and they like they generally get me like when I look back on my years like what are some of my favorite movies almost always a documentary hits oh, like yeah. top three like I really generally like them so but I cool. just didn't watch that many um but that was it it's kind of the end of my stay okay I've got 23% had LGBT representation in that's, the main characters that's pretty high last year was 13 percent. before that was eight percent like that's been steadily increasing this was a big jump because i saw uh like 15 movies at inside out lgbt film festival Mm -hmm. online um plus like eight short programs so that was a big jump but even aside from that it's my general sort of watching preference so even aside from that i still would have like increased but yeah 23 is a lot um so, people of color on screen, mm-hmm. again, this is, the on-screen stuff is subjective. It's yeah. me saying there's at least one LGBT or one person of color in what I consider the main cast. At least one. Um, so, I had 31%, I said, people of color on screen, or BIPOC, or however you want to say that. Um, which, okay, last year was 32%, but... Last year was 45 movies. This year was 47. So I'm just going to call that even. It's pretty... It's close. (laughs) It's not an increase, but I'm not getting... Worse. Worse. No. So I'm okay with that. And then this was the first year I kept track of people of color as writers and directors. Yes. And I didn't divide it all up. I just have either or at 20%. That's not bad. To me, a little, I thought it would be more considering I know that my on-screen representation has been increasing, or I guess staying the same. So, um, that's something that I just need to keep in mind. Year, yeah. yeah. I don't More think... Conscious of it. Type yeah. Thing. Just in the way that I'm already very conscious of, was this at least directed or written by women? Sure. I need to be, and honestly make an effort mm-hmm. because no one wants to admit it, but there is an inherent bias. Of course. In our white brains. To watch white people do yeah. things. Or even and I've noticed. Like, We're the most boring. <laughs> Well, that's like me and like straight people. I'm like straight people in a movie. How boring. But like, so that's something like I'm aware of. And obviously don't like to admit it, but whatever. Racism is in all of us. Mm-hmm. So 
even when I'm like scrolling through, like I subscribe to a couple YouTube channels that have movie trailers. So I just see it in my feed and I put them to watch later. If I think I want to watch them, then I watch them. And like, I will, I have, I make an effort that if I see one that obviously like has a person of color that I like make sure I watch it just to counteract any sort of bias I have that makes me think it's not a movie that I'd like. Not because of any sort of hatred, but just like that sort of, it's not for me. Yeah, you almost are like, oh, that's not a movie made for me. But it's like, yeah. no, it's a movie that's made. I mean, you unless, might it's really like, like it. unless it's literally like a Tyler Perry movie. Sure. That, I yeah, don't need to watch any more of those black movies. Have, but other than that. You the, can have preferences. Yes. Like, you're not going to like every movie just <laughs> But I think I have that kind of genre enough. in my head as like, cause sometimes they straight up, it seems like they make like what they've already made for the white people, like the mainstream rom-com stuff, but like the black version. Mm-hmm. And like, it's just as stupid as the white version, whatever. Or like Tyler Perry who hates women. Um, but yeah. So I, anyway, I'm just going to admit that like, I know there's some sort of bias there and that I consciously just counteract that. It's good. I don't watch movies. I'm not so like, I'm not watching movies. I don't like, or don't think I'd like, just to like just so that you hit get that. my stats yeah. better or something i'm just like at the very minimum giving them a chance of watching the trailer and i'm a pretty good judge from a trailer if i'm gonna like it or not so anyway something for everyone to consider yeah. what your like inherent biases are for your own identity we all have it just admit it and then make little efforts to counteract that yeah just try and like so much of it is just being like conscious about yes. your choices putting yeah. putting some forethought in yeah so yeah that's definitely something i'm going to be more conscious of as i choose movies going forward like the race of the person in the directing and writing cool. which is not as obvious from names no, so it takes a little look. bit more effort but yeah, also but like, like who's takes, on screen takes, is what, a good indicator two seconds look something up on imdb yeah. like it's not it's not like the most challenging thing they don't have a picture and then i'm like oh i gotta like google (laughs) or the name's like ambiguous and then they don't have a picture i'm like is this a woman or not no you're like pat (laughs) or like your name looks spanish but i don't want to (laughs) assume uh anyway so room for improvement there um countries this is interesting because obviously we're in Canada. Most of our media is American. Most of, I mean, that's the dominant film industry for us. Yeah. Um, so it's also confusing because we've got, basically my goal is like less movies from America. Mm-hmm. But we've got movies that are solely American productions. And then we've got like co-productions. And then we've got movies from countries not U.S. at all. So I can say that 38% of the movies I watched were not American at all. That's great. That's pretty Which is good. Pretty good. Yeah. Forty like percent. Yeah. Um, and then I can say fifty-three percent were co. Um, not USA at all or co. So countries other than America. That's good. Whether America was co. So you have or not. less than half were fully American. Yeah. So forty-seven percent. That's not. That's just like, America, which seems like a lot. But it then seems it's like, like a lot, but it's that from where we are in the media that we most ha- easily have access to and stuff like that. That's actually yeah. you have to make an effort to get it to that point. Yeah. yeah. And this is me like watching screeners and festivals and like stuff yeah. from work, like 
to get to this like about 50-50. So, but that's, uh, last year I wasn't so detailed, but. Yeah, you were just starting last year as that was like one of the well, things. Well, no, okay, so this year track. I had 53, 53% not solely America. And last year was 33% not yeah. solely so America. Huge, so it is a big increase. Yeah, it's a big increase. So good for me. <laughs> and again, with my air table, I can just like pick a country and tell you how many movies I watch from <laughs> just that country. It's so good. Okay. And then, yeah, documentaries uh 15% animated 9%. That's pretty good. And again with the air table I'm just going to keep track of those together in like a genre yeah. field with other things like Christmas, Halloween, witches cuz that's a genre witches. to me. <laughs> or like animated kids movies like sort of help me see like what kind of movies I was watching. Yeah. Okay, that's all my stats. Cool. Ooh, I love stats. So, favorite do you want to do goals? Sure, we can do goals. So we kind of went over as we went what our goals were and what we're making them. So my goals for this year, 160 movies total, mm-hmm. 75% new to me. I'm going up to 70. Since I did 70% this year, I'm sticking to 70% directed and or written by women. And, okay, what are your stats goals? 115 films, mm-hmm. 70% new to me, mm-hmm. 50% directed or written by women. Mm-hmm. I'm aiming for directed, but if I hit mm-hmm. at least 50% written, I'm not going to lie, I'll be pretty happy. Or like either or. I think either that's or, still yeah. pretty good. And I'd like to hit at least 15% documentaries. Right. I don't really have... I've written down like... Um, increase foreign film question mark and like mm-hmm. representation on screen but I don't have like specific goals for them they're more just like in my just head. gonna keep that in yeah. mind as you choose what to watch that's good and obviously no goal for theaters this year because we don't know if or when we'll no have them, thank so. you I mean you know I already am like no thank you to cinemas and then I, I made that goal so and much. then it happened no I miss it so much I miss it all the I mean time. I almost miss it now just because I can't <laughs> Yeah. And it messed up my goal, but <laughs> um I have a couple other goals. Mm-hmm. One's like a goal and one's like a resolution. Okay. So my goal is I have this book called The Female Gaze Essential Movies Made by Women. Oh, cool. Um I already read a book by her. It's Alicia Malone. She also wrote a book that was called Backwards and in High Heels. Uh, something about women filmmakers sure so that one was about like the filmmakers and kind of went through stuff this is like there's an essay or a section for each film okay so i already started reading through it and then i realized i should be watching these films as i read through them so um there's 51 movies in total mentioned in this book from like 1906 to 2018 okay um, I've already watched a few of them, and I already know there's a few that I am just not interested in watching. But in general, I want to, like, go through, watch, read about them. Also, some of the early ones I doubt I can find to watch. But that's going to be, yeah, like, a goal for me to, like, work my way through this book. Yeah, that's awesome. Watch them all, read the book as I go along, and that'll be a lot of movies directed by women. Yeah. To help with that goal. Like, some I've already seen, like... um. Daisies, 
from the 60s. Uh, Big, A League of Their mm-hmm. Own. Yeah. Uh, Clueless, Virgin Suicide, stuff like that. Lady Bird. And then there's some that I know I'm not interested in watching, like the really old ones. And like the silent film ones. Yeah, like the first two. But like, and you also, also like, like where, I don't know where you would find them. I mean, I could try, but there's the one from the 40s, Dance Girl Dance, I think I want to find. But like, I don't know. I don't really want to watch Point Break okay. <laughs> or The Decline of Western Civilization Parts 1 and 2, which is like a documentary about like punks in the 80s. Yeah. But I'll read about it. That's cool. That's there's awesome. also like it's a good like guide to yeah. And I, there's filmmakers in here I've been meaning to re- uh, watch like Chantal Ackerman and Agnes Varda. Like I've never seen any of yeah. theirs, but I'm so aware of their work that I'm like, okay, well this will like get me started on some things that I like should watch and get me like into some more filmmakers. Anyway, so that's my sort of fun goal. Okay. I like it. To work my way, and I, I know it's not going to be all fifty-one. No, but, but work your way yeah. through the majority of yeah, because it's like films that I want to watch and they're sort of historically important. So my resolution, mm-hmm. which I already talked about a bit, was no more downloading <laughs> because hey. it's yeah. hypocritical as I work in film exhibition <laughs> <laughs> to be. <laughs> like stealing from my own industry and just sort of unethical as a person I want to support women filmmakers and queer filmmakers mm-hmm. and I'm like stealing their stuff and also I'm no longer broke and everything is so available yeah almost everything is on a streaming service and like you can you can like up and drop as you need with streaming services Yes, that's like, my thing. Is like I wrote... I'm like up and down with. <laughs> I mean, I've already talked about how I like cancel Netflix for months at a time, yeah. and like try something else. I did that last year. Was part of my like I'm sort of not. I was working, but I sort of like I have nothing to do. I'll yeah try out all these other streaming services. So yeah, I can afford at least one a month, and I can afford like a four ninety nine iTunes rental once in a while. Like, wow, there's just, like, no so excuse anymore. I've just ha- always had you, this There mind. might be some stuff you'll find, like, you almost need to because it's challenging to find places. But I feel like the stuff that is easy to download is the stuff that's easily available. True. Found yeah, it, the stuff that's hard it. to, it'll be hard to download also, probably. There may be, yeah. But. If I really want something and I can't, or it's just not available in Canada legally then i might end up downloading but just as a general resolution i'm like working towards time is up like there's really like no i'm just i've always had this mindset of like since i was a teenager i've been pirating because like i didn't have movies i didn't have money to buy freaking 20 30 dvd every time i liked a movie so i've just always had this mindset and now it's like you know, and I've got it all set up so easy for me, but I'm like, you know what? It's pretty easy to find things on streaming and renting and you're not broke and you're a fucking hypocrite. (laughs) (laughs) Put your money where your mouth is. Like, there's just really like no excuse. It's just a habit. And it's like, okay. So again, I said I did download Promising Young Woman because let's just call that basically unavailable in Canada. (laughs) But Anyway, yeah, so that's sort of a resolution. And honestly, during my, like, the last two weeks, my winter break where I watch a lot, I did go on a huge download spree mm-hmm. just to, like, get things off my, like, to-watch list and onto my computer. Mm-hmm. But now it's like, you got all those to go through. You've got all these streaming services. Yeah. Also, a sort of general goal for me is to get 
my like to watch list down from like 200 to like something more manageable Manage- yeah which is it just, seems like it's it's overwhelming um, so you're like i'm gonna watch this thing. i go through it once yeah. in a while and just like delete things and i'm like what was this yeah and there's still so many and it's i mean that's just a matter of watching movies Yep. But uh, there has to be, like, some balance of, like, watching stuff that I've been meaning to watch and, and like, watching, like, getting the new things that are, are, as they come out. Yeah. So, like, it's, it's hard. Th- yeah. Cool. So that's when I'm hopefully no more downloading. Okay. Let's talk about what we watched and what we liked. Yeah. Okay. Let's do you do have a top three or whatever of movies with 2020 release dates? Um, no. Or did you do all together? I just what did you watched this year. All together. Okay. I'm what trying were... to even find some of them. <laughs> um, I couldn't remember if I watched, if I went and saw Little Women at the end of 2019 <laughs> or the beginning of 2020, but it was in my January thing. Okay. But I really liked it. It was very well done. I still haven't gotten around. Because I'm planning on watching the 94 version and that one, and then, like, That's fair. writing something like, which March sister am I? I know now, because I've seen the movies. <laughs> <laughs> um, I saw, I went to the Bytown and saw the movie Clemency. Oh, yeah. In January, and that is not a movie I ever feel the need to ever watch again. Yeah. Uh, it was exceptionally well done though um so it really it was a big one for me and i think my third favorite it's a movie i'd never seen before but finally watched this year was alien wow (laughs) (laughs) i just had never gotten there and then andrew was like how have you never seen this we watched alien and aliens i don't like aliens i don't care for it but alien the first one is a good sci-fi movie yeah. and it's so atmospheric and I thought yeah. that was so well done like the tension <laughs> in the atmosphere mm-hmm. and then like the second one it's like a little too Hollywood it's like okay. a little too like ah, and things happen like the first one it was like slow and it <sighs> built and I like that okay so those are my top three for the year awesome okay I have top three yeah 2020 releases and then not 2020 releases so of 2020 Birds of Prey Mm. or the fantabulous emancipation of one harley quinn Mm -hmm. loved it watched it twice this year wow okay (laughs) when i i was one of my theater watches yeah um i thought i was 10 minutes early i was 10 minutes late (laughs) (laughs) so i was that asshole coming in just after the movie started but it turns like i missed like two minutes of movies right so anyway loved it so much fun so colorful i love margot robbie as harley quinn like I love it. The breakfast sandwich. I was like, I feel you. I've never seen, I haven't seen <laughs> it. haven't seen it yet? Nope. So good. So fun. Okay. Uh, another favorite was Shiva Baby, which is one that I saw at Inside Out. Mm-hmm. It's about a, like, college-aged woman who goes to a, like, wake, Shiva, a Jewish, like, like a wake at someone's yeah. house after the funeral. Her family's there. Everyone's there. And also her sugar daddy is there because he happens to be in the community. Um, So, and also her ex-girlfriend is there. Okay. (laughs) And, like, the premise could be very, like, silly, madcap, comedy of errors. Yeah, like, she keeps bumping into these people and something happens. But This person in this store, this person out there. Yeah, yeah. stuff like that. But it's it's not over-the-top silly. 
it's just really good and like there's tension but it's almost like funny tension you're just like oh my god and like it's so good and there are these scenes I could just gush about it all day I'm trying to get it for our next festival because I loved it um like she's standing there like ripping a bagel and shoving it in her mouth (laughs) and her mom and this other woman are like gossiping at each other in front of her and but the camera's focused on her and she's looking across the room at him this guy because his wife and baby show up and she's like and there's this music that like sort of sounds like you know like traditional jewish music Mm -hmm. instruments but like and it's like building the tension it's just like this intense music and like the dialogue sort of faded down she's just like (laughs) staring it's like has several of those moments and they're just so brilliant and like yeah it's lighthearted and kind of silly but also has like so much drama and it's like almost real time you know it's just like this one afternoon and everyone's like what are you doing with your life and she's like um what? you know like she's about to graduate college or something yeah. it's so good it's so good um and palm springs oh i fucking love yeah it. it was it was it's <laughs> definitely like if i made a top five it was yeah. gonna it, it was really good it was really good. I love... We've talked about time loops yeah. before in time travel. We did mm-hmm. an episode about time travel. So this did it so well. Yeah, it was... Like, it's so fun. And then it's also so, like... Oh, my God. Like, I... Do you want to hear how long he was there, according to the writer? Oh, how long? 40 years. Oh, my God. <laughs> I read that and I was like, oh, God, this movie is so much sadder now. Yeah. Oh my god! It's just... handled so well. It's just really well oh. done, and it's kind of unexpected. Yeah, movie like because so many people were like, eh, "It's been done like Groundhog Day," and oh, I was like, "It's, it's so not like than anything that I've at seen. all." Like, you need to watch this movie, and it's also like it is really fun and funny, but it's also like so intense mm-hmm. and dark and like really fucking makes you think. Like, I was thinking for days after, like, <laughs> it's what would there. I do if I was in that? Like. Would I, at first, you know, you're kind of scared at first, but then, like, would I just, like, go fucking nuts because there's no consequences? Like, would I, you know, and, like, thinking about, like, how long he was there, like, how many... If you're there that long, I think at some point you do go nuts because there's no consequences. You might kind of do this and come back down from it, like... Yeah. But... Like, he's sort of bored with it by the time we meet up with him. I think everyone would eventually it's that thing of like the same thing over and over is literally how you drive people insane yep and like all the ways he found to like amuse himself and like man yeah i just yeah it (laughs) makes you think but it's also like super fun and interesting i love like little bit of sci-fi kind of stuff inserted Mm -hmm. into an otherwise not very sci-fi movie it's so cool and then the ending i'm like i'm not sure what's going on but like that it, that's also interesting that I'm not sure. Yeah, it was really good. So good. I also put as a sort of bonus, because it's a, I mean, not like it's not a real movie. It's a Christmas movie. Jingle Jangle Christmas Journey was a fucking delightful <laughs> movie. Did you watch it? I didn't watch it. Didn't watch there. it next year. It's so wholesome. It's, it's on my like Netflix so list. So pretty. The music's great. The acting's great. There's a little black girl who <laughs> loves engineering. And I just like love it so much that like, Yay, little girls in STEM. And it's also just like the perfect, delightful, wholesome Christmas movie. I loved it. Okay, not in 2020, The Planters, mm-hmm. which is uh, the movie that I did for my first The Female Gaze yes. screening. Yep. It's literally like one of my favorite movies ever now. I loved it so much. I watched it. 
Because I watched your screaming. Thing. Thank you. When I was at the cottage, I downloaded it and watched Good. it that night. Um, another top one was um, LA Tea Time, which was supposed to be at IFO last year before it was canceled. Um, it's also like now one of my like top favorite movies. So it's a documentary about a filmmaker artist in Montreal who mm-hmm. wants to meet Miranda July, which is one of my favorite filmmakers. Yes, I know that. Um, <laughs> and she's like trying to set up to have tea with Miranda July. Miranda July and her friend slash cinematographer goes with her on this road trip, and it's a little bit like they talk to random people across America. And there's also this theme of her like sort of recording her own meditation. But it, and she speaks in this like meditative voice, but it's just like, you still have no email back from Miranda's assistant. <laughs> and like, sort of like stressful <laughs> things said in a sort of like guided meditation voice in French. Most of it's in French. Um, and so there's fun. this like visual theme of this. Oh, she's also speaking to Chantal Ackerman, who is also a filmmaker who's dead now. Um, so like her voice is like guiding mm. her and there's this pink glow that's this very subtle effect that they keep putting in and there's this like Wizard of Oz theme. I just loved it so much. Because <laughs> it's like, oh, the Miranda July thing really hooked me and then I watched and I was like, I don't, I just fucking, it's the kind of movie that made me think like 15 year old Tish mm-hmm. who was obsessed with Miranda July's first movie would also be obsessed with this with documentary because I was also like still really wanting to make documentaries when I was that age and like this is like even now it like inspired me to want to like document my life and my travels more in like cool different ways and then of course I couldn't go anywhere and do anything <laughs> and then we're stuck here I did go on one trip and I did document it yeah. I just haven't edited it together yet but I've seen it so I've seen, seen I've seen bits and pieces, guys. I I need to do that just for the joy of seeing that footage yeah. in this fucking it dead winter. Nice. Yeah. Um, also, I watched The Sound of My Voice, which is Britt Marling wrote it. Okay. I was kind of going through her movies because I've been saying for years I'm a big fan of hers yeah. just because I loved Another Earth. Yeah. And then didn't but didn't watch any of her other stuff. Except um, then the OA, the you know, OA, I'm yeah, obsessed with that show. It, yeah. So I finally watched her other movies, and the sound of my and voice. And you still like it, so it's I, good. I still love her. <laughs> um, so she acts and writes these with um, usually the same guy directs. Um, this one is, it came out. It was the same year as Another Voice, like 2011. It's um, it's also like subtly sci-fi. So she's like a cult leader, and mm-hmm. these two people are trying to investigate and make a documentary about it and she says she's a time traveler and so you really don't know whether you believe her the whole time because i mean you tend you don't want to believe her she's a cult leader right of course she's making up some crazy thing but by the end of your move the movie you're like do i what maybe the ending is so good okay and like you're like what you can't just leave me like that it's so it's so good and then also Stella in the Spades, which is um, about teenagers at a boring school, and they're all like selling drugs and stuff, and just it's so good. I won't go. I've already <laughs> talked too much about all of these, but like it's on Prime, so f- Ooh, everyone wants easy, want- easy yes. to get then, guys. And I say teenager. It's not a teenage movie. Like it's so smart. It's got like. I'm so bad at describing cinematography, but I want to just unique cinematography with these like pans and these long zooms and like the music is companies. It's so good. And the character has this kind of monologue where she talks about how like 
she's just not into dating and stuff. Mm. And I'm like, oh my God, finally. <laughs> You're like, I get you. Is this you. the representation <laughs> I need? Like, she doesn't like say like I'm asexual or anything, but she's just like talking about how like everyone else is getting distracted by like dating stuff. And she's like, whatever it is that they're, I, I just don't want I that. I just don't have the need for that. Yeah. Yeah. She's just really focused on school and like her little drug business, <laughs> her big drugs business at school. And like, it was like refreshing to see that. Okay, cool. we've already talked. Do you want to talk about just kind of go through anything else that stood out? Sure, let's do it. I'm gonna like. Can I make this bigger so I can see the full title? No, I can just see the beginning of my titles. Okay, what stood out to me? Um, Dancing with the Birds is a documentary on Netflix that I loved because. I love animal documentaries. <laughs> it's only an hour, and it's just about the different birds of paradise and all the crazy things they do to attract mates. Uh-huh. And there's a bird that can imitate any noise. First of all, it builds this incredible nest, and then it imitates like any sound, including, and this was really creepy, even though, I mean, it's on video, so it could be edited, but like I believe it's true, and it's really creepy. So you've heard like the lyre bird doing like the chainsaw yeah, and yeah. stuff. The camera clicks. This one did the sound of children playing on a playground. It's creepy. It's I don't so like creepy. that. No. Just those murmurs and those little That's screeches like of children. <laughs> this tiny little bird. You don't like, I was like that at oh all. Oh my god. Like it's not just a sound, it's like so many sounds. It's just so impressive. Um, Horse Girl on Netflix was really weird and I loved it. I haven't watched it. It's on my list. It's... I watched um a movie called A Secret Love on Netflix. Oh, yeah. It's on my list. Yeah, and it was like... Is it good? Yeah, I mean, like... Yeah, it was... It was. I'm glad I've seen it. Because mm-hmm. um, it's like these two now old woman, women, but like, and their love story and everything. And it's like, I don't know. It, it makes it very, like, real. Mm-hmm. Like... So much, I find so many of the films are like, oh, look, there's always been LGBT people, but, like, you don't see it in a way that, like, roots it, and, like, mm-hmm. so so to see these two, like, elderly women now, and, like, the mm-hmm. way that they care, and mm-hmm. how they had to hide it throughout, mm-hmm. and, like, to hear it from them, like, really roots that in something. It's better than Carol, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's on my list, but I know I'm gonna be, like, it's gonna be, like, sort of bittersweet Ye- to watch it. Yeah. So it's, Yeah. Um, um, oh, I watched, of course, Hamilton on Disney Plus. Oh, yeah. <laughs> was it good? You haven't seen the show, right? I haven't. I was supposed to be, I was supposed to see it in May this year. Yeah. Uh, when it finally came to Ottawa, and now it's this January. Year or last year? Last, yeah, uh, May, t- May 2020, I was yeah. supposed to see it, sorry. And now it's January 2022. <laughs> God willing. <laughs> God willing. Yeah. Um, so at first I was like, I'm going to wait because it was just postponing yeah. kind of. And then by the time it actually came out, I was like, I'm, I have no idea when I'm going to see it. Yeah. So I'm just going to watch it. <clears throat> so I watched it twice. <laughs> once with Andrew and once with my mom. Oh my God. I'm still avoiding it. I yeah, that's fair. I mean, my thing was like, why is everyone obsessed with the soundtrack? I didn't get it. But now that I can watch the whole thing, I could watch it. But I'm also like... 
it's what I've heard very... hasn't made me want to listen to it more, so I don't see why I uh, it's, watch it. It's, yeah. When I talk sure to it's people, great. it's like the theater people that, like the theater kids, were mm-hmm. all like, yeah. Oh, <laughs> like, everyone Alex else is, is like, shut up about it. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, that's fair. Nah. Oh, also, speaking of Disney+, Plus. My like no downloading. Fuck Disney. I'm gonna download Disney. That's fair. I yeah. don't fuck. You don't need my money. We have Disney Plus because uh, we have Child Mouse. Yeah. But yeah, that's yeah Disney Marvel. All those. Oh yeah. Fuck I, that. They, they have money. enough money. They don't, you need, don't yours. need my money. Um, I did finally see La- Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Oh yeah. Didn't make my top. Okay. I guess it's almost at the top. Like it was really good. It was really good, but you have to pick three, and it wasn't. Yeah. One of them. And then I saw. My other, like, my last thing in the cinema, like, the day before lockdown, mm-hmm. was The Assistant. I was supposed to, yes, I was supposed to go see that with you. Right? Yeah, we had originally talked about it, and then we had to postpone, and then you ended up being able to go see it just before lockdown. Right. But I don't think I could get off work or something. Yeah. It was similar. weird. It's a very, like anxious movie like it'll make you really anxious and i was like having a high anxiety day it was like the worst movie to watch that day like (laughs) partly because of like the announcement of covid had finally reached ottawa and we were walking but it was before we were like it was just a bad day for other reasons and anyway yeah that was the last movie i watched (laughs) in the cinema so it was good what else did i watch oh emma um was really good and pretty Tenet, that's what I saw in August in theaters. Oh, I had to go see Tenet. Was it Andrews? No, I I didn't. I actually came out being like, but Doctor Who already did this. (laughs) Oh, what is it? I don't even know what it's about. Yeah, there's like some like kind of timey, timey wimey, timey wimey stuff in it. Um, And like stuff can move backwards depending on, anyway. If it's a fixed point in time or not. (laughs) Andrews, huge christopher nolan right. person like he really digs his stuff our first date we saw dunkirk which is a weird wow. first date movie um, but so we went to see it because he was really excited and it's um he liked it more than me mm-hmm. i don't know i was like the story's hard to understand mm-hmm. and um the acting was pretty good in it your face uh, <laughs> like, uh. but like if you watch doctor who you don't need to watch this because okay <laughs> I, I i honestly don't remember the movie well enough but there was something really specific where i was like he just took this from doctor who like i got like <laughs> upset a little bit <laughs> so that's so funny i was like you don't get it <laughs> okay i mean yeah. i had no interest nope, in it but, but now you now really, really don't okay i want to say that i watched a movie from 2016 that we watched the trailer for and we talked about on the podcast as like like during that like recap of like movies we didn't see in 2016 that we still want to see or something like this was a movie okay. we wanted to see <laughs> i finally watched it it's called lost in paris i don't even remember this. no so it's a woman <laughs> from canada with oh, okay. a big backpack on she's in paris cool to visit her aunt but her aunt's not home and it's just like those old french like I don't know, 60s kind of movies where mm-hmm. like a lot of physical comedy ridiculous stuff and like the man also in the movie they're like a duo that make movies together and they have the like buster keaton kind of physical comedy and just like 
she loses her bag and he finds her bag and then she sees him wearing her sweater and like all of these like crazy things anyway i remember i remember <laughs> that we saw the trailer and, and it was we were like, like oh, we both fun. really wanted to watch it and it's been on my list to oh, watch for so for long you getting there i mean yeah it's a very specific genre yeah but yeah, it was fun. It was different for me to watch that kind of thing. It was fun. I think of other stuff that stood out. Oh, I saw the farewell this year. Oh yeah, which I was I interesting because I listen to podcasts mm-hmm. all day, every day, and I listen to This American Life where they did like the original story, like oh, they yeah? covered the original like story by oh. her, and were like, "It's coming out in a movie," and so like now oh. I'd seen the movie, so it was an interesting like. That's cool. I didn't know. Kind of, because when I'm listening to a podcast, like, the way you picture things in your head kind of happening and, like, the way the film. So, yeah, it was interesting to have, like, that juxtaposition finally. Like reading the book before. Yeah, it's similar. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Um, And the only other thing I'd say is, like, um, I'm I'm a lot more conscious of music in films since Andrew started school because, Mm -hmm. like, we talk so much more about it. So, like, Mm -hmm. that's been something I'm, like trying to be Mm. conscious of in a different way like the score or like sound mixing everything kind of i mean like he'll go on and be like this oh can you they're they're doing this and doing this and i'm like (laughs) i believe you (laughs) um but like because he's so excited about it it like makes me like Mm -hmm. more conscious of it so it's it's just yeah that's interesting and like i see him sitting at his desk and like using soundboards and working things Mm -hmm. and mixing things and i'm like Holy fuck, that's so much work. I know. Like, I have such more appreciation for the amount of time and effort. Because sound mixing is normally just that thing you hear once a year at the Oscars as a category and think nothing else. Yeah, you don't think it's... I mean, like, a lot of parts of film, you don't notice it unless it's bad. Yeah. So, Um, But, like, half of the film is sound, arguably. Yeah. And there's a lot lot to it. And when it's bad, it's really bad. (laughs) And when it's good, it's really good. Yeah. And when it's good, it's not noticeable sometimes. Yep. <laughs> but when it's good, you don't notice it. Yeah. Um, I have so many I could talk about. Buffalo was really good. The greener grass was really good and weird. Uh, oh, Wild Nights with Emily is maybe one of my new favorites, too. It's about Emily Dickinson. It's the one mm. with Molly Shannon. Yeah. It's such a, like, dry humor. It's so funny and weird. Yeah. <laughs> um, what did I watch that was good? Oh, I could talk forever about these a couple of movies I watched for OAF <laughs> that didn't make it in the festival, but I loved so much, like these kids' movies. Um, oh, Summerland is like one of my favorites. So, like the first, I'm sure I told you this, the first time movie, ten minutes of that movie is like, is this movie about me <laughs> in the future? Like, she lives alone in a little cottage on the English seaside. <laughs> She's queer. She hates children. <laughs> the local children think she's a witch. They're like, I feel represented. I, I feel, feel seen. So seen. <laughs> and there's this brilliant scene. I'll try to say this quick. Okay, so it's like during the war, so rations and coupons sure. and things at the store. She's there to buy cigarettes. And this little kid is like fingering this chocolate bar, like, oh, mommy, can I get this? She's like, no. And so I forget the character's name. That's Gemma Arterton. So she's, like, got her cigarettes, and then she picks up the chocolate bar that child's looking at and puts it down with her cigarettes, like, to buy it. And, like, everyone in the store is like, oh, that's so nice. Thank you. And then she, like, she gives her two coupons, whatever, and she takes her cigarettes and her chocolate, and she walks out the door. 
good for I'm her. like, yes, this is me. I love her so much. And it's a really nice story. That's so fun. Um, I saw some good stuff at Inside Out. Oh, I finally watched You've Got Mail. I've never You've seen never it. Seen it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's your alien this I, year. <laughs> I did okay, see fun. Sleepless in Seattle sure. years ago. I just never, I know. That's like such a, talk about classic rom-com. I know. Still reference to the And day. like, I, I guess it was October and it was, while I was on my trip, so I was just like scrolling through whatever Netflix had for something easy to watch, so I was so tired after hiking all day. I was like, I've never seen this, and I hear it's like a good autumn, mo- autumn in New York kind of movie. Sure. I mean, it has a lot of the problems of the 90s rom-coms that they oh, have. I like hated it. <laughs> yeah. I it's hate not, it's not like their whole relationship, and I'm like, this is terrible. This is terrible. He's terrible. Yeah. It's, and then it's, she's in love with him. But he's terrible. It's not. It's not. Um, he li- He ruined her business, <laughs> and then he lied to her, and he found out, and he kept lying to her, and like, she was like, "I was hoping it was you." I was like, "Why?" He was terrible, and he would. Yeah. If it was him, it would make him a terrible person for living a double life. And for- oh my god, and it's like it's okay. She got a new job, and I'm like, that was her mother's store. Yes. <laughs> anyway, I hate yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> um. What else did I watch that was good? Oh, Happiest Season. Mm-hmm. Gay Christmas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did I... I think I already probably talked about my terrible viewing experience. Yeah. I think we talked the low, about that, The yeah. low quality. But looking forward to revisiting <laughs> it next year for Christmas. Um, Christmas? Oh, I'm, so, I th- I'm thinking of Ending Things, the new Charlie Kaufman on Netflix. Was it good? It was weird. Okay. Well, I'm not surprised by that. I mean, stuff. he's like, he did like Eternal Sunshine. Yeah. So like, in general, I think I've liked his stuff. And it was like weird and cool and like messes with narrative. And like, I was into it until the end. And then I was like, no. Okay. <laughs> like, I just didn't Good like. Good film, not bad, bad ending. I didn't like how it wrapped. There's like, there's a thing at the end. And I'm like, why? Oh, okay. And then it just ends. And I'm like. Disappointing whatever oh I, i'm stupid because i don't get it i don't care i just don't like it ending um okay wander darkly it's still pretty new i don't know if it's really out yet i saw it at some sort of like advanced screening that had like a talk with the director and producer and actor after so it's sienna miller and diego luna mm-hmm. as a couple it's really interesting it's almost like it's got eternal sunshine of the spotless mind kind of thing Vibes. where like they get in a car accident and then she thinks she's dead and they're like revisiting memories. I think I've seen like trailers or something. It's for really it. cool and like really heartbreaking. And mm. it's cool how they do these scenes that they are together remembering. And like the scene will play out like as it happened five years ago. And then their dialogue will switch to like them now talking to each other through. And through like, just, but like in the scene yeah, from she's the like, past, I remember cool. you blushed. And he's like, No, I didn't. And it's like, it switched back and forth. It's, it's really cool and it's really sad. Anyway, that's good. Mm, what else? I watched Ophelia, which is about a character from Hamlet, and I've like never seen Hamlet. Yeah, I was like, yeah, Ophelia. Yeah, it's just a pretty I big one. I think I knew that. <laughs> I think I knew that it was a reference to something, but I watched it like, mm-hmm. it was good. 
Oh my god, my octopus teacher. The documentary on Netflix about a guy who makes friends with an octopus. Is it good? Yes. Oh, okay. You know I love octopuses. I know. He so makes smart. friends with an octopus. It's so amazing. He's just like free diving, which first of all, like who has that lung capacity? And like he just like earns her trust and is like friends with an octopus for a year. I just I love it. <laughs> I don't know. I just I People love such interesting lives. It makes, you know, like, what is your life? You're just, like, diving in freezing cold kelp forests and, mm-hmm. like, falling around this octopus. Like, Everyone's wow. got their thing. I finally saw A Girl Walks Home Alone at night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've been talking about that for, like... It's been, like, on like, my computer for a yeah. long time. <laughs> I did when I was... So this is... We're into, like, my last two weeks of watching where I watch, mm-hmm. like, so many movies. Um... I did all these new downloads, but then I also, because I was like, oh, I don't know what to watch. I'm like, if you download some new stuff, you're going to get excited because it's new. So at least I got some watching done, but I also like organized them by date and I was like, okay, you got to start watching from what's been on your computer the longest that you still haven't watched, which by the way, what's been on there the longest is Pippi Longstocking, which I've been saving because we need to watch it together. Okay. I've had it on my computer since 2012. <laughs> wow. Before we were friends. I was like, we, I didn't know you in 2012. Because it's, it's a Gilmore Girls reference. Yes. And it's like Barbarella that I had for a long time. Oh, I but I was like, I need to watch I this really, with someone. I really enjoyed Barbarella. I loved like, it. I really loved but, like, it. Like, I had that for like the same amount of time before we did it, well, we did it for the podcast. Yeah. But I was like, I need someone to watch it with. And oh, I didn't wow. have a movie watching friend before you. So anyway, Pippi is still okay, waiting for we'll us. Okay, make plans for Pippi. So anyway, I was trying to, I was also too. catching up on like stuff I've been meaning to watch for a long time, like A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. Um, oh, Wolf Walkers. So remember um, The Secret, The Book of Kel? Mm-hmm. Kels? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Song of the Sea. Mm-hmm. It's like the third in that sort of oh, trilogy. Type so thing? it's okay. um, Irish folklore about people who turn into wolves, and it's the same beautiful animation yeah. and the Irish accent stuff is and so I love gorgeous. It. I loved it so much. Mm, oh, The Craft Legacy, the remake yeah, reboot. You it. Okay. Did you watch it? No. It's pretty good. I watched The Craft this year. I just didn't watch. The I watched craft. Practical Magic. I didn't watch The Craft. But I watched Practical Magic too at Halloween. I was a little wary because I love The Craft. Mm-hmm. I was like, what is she doing? But Zoe Lister Jones, who I enjoy yes. her films. Um, and it's like, I think she did really well with like kind of homaging, if that's the word, the but original. Updating. But updating it. But it is. Um, like, in the same universe later. Okay. It's not a remake. No. Um, and, like, adding more to it. The whole, like, theme of it is, like, misogyny, which is kind of amazing. Okay, that's cool, yeah. Like, overcoming that. And it's very, like, feminist, like, empowering in that way. Mm-hmm. And, like, much more diverse cast. And, like, the girls are not all white. One of them is trans. Like, I think it did really well. Okay. Maybe I'll check it out, because I wasn't going to watch it, but... I'd say, yeah. Okay. Go for it. It's not the craft, but well, also, be the craft. like I said, it's gets, it catches the vibe. It's at times a little bit too trendy and new with how the girls talk and stuff. But I think it it's, yeah, it's a good sort of homage to the original while updating it and just bringing more into it. Because as much as we love the original, I could dissect the hell out of that. And mm-hmm. it's almost like two by the book. And this one's, like, 
they added a bit more than just the girls coming into their powers. Cool. Okay. Cool. Oh my god. Miranda. Speaking of Miranda July, Kajillionaire. I finally saw that. I say finally. It's a 2020 movie, <laughs> but it's not at the end of the year. It was pretty good. Um, what else stands out? <sighs> okay. The last movie I watched in 2020, technically like January 4th, whatever, but my last movie, Spinster. Oh, fun. <laughs> so yeah, let's cap it off with the Spinster, which is a Canadian movie mm-hmm. set in Nova Scotia starring Chelsea Peretti as a nearly 40 woman <laughs> who just breaks up with not a serious boyfriend, but, but a, another boyfriend. And... I think it, it has a good balance of, like, um, I'm single again. I'm going to be an old spinster. And also, like, defending single women when, like, she's at a dinner party with couples. And they're like, it's selfish not to have kids. And she's like, are you fucking kidding? And, like, she goes off on this guy. Good. Cause like, stuff like that. Makes me so mad. It's not, it's like, not too. I don't. I literally. <laughs> sorry. I know you just said that. But, like, that literally that position makes no, no sense. No sense. It's selfish to put children in the world. And it's weird that you want to make your own. It's- how is it self? I don't care if you want to have kids. That's good for you. But like, I don't understand how it's selfish. It's not, not like I had to. them and I'm selfishly not taking yes, care of that's them. That's selfish. When yes. you have children, you're like, but I want to go out and party. So yeah, that's selfish. Anyway, Sorry. or like now suggesting that like not everybody. getting married and have kids is like staying immature and not growing yeah, up. No. It's also like, it's, fuck that's you. That's stupid. Because she like opens a restaurant during the course yeah, of the movie. Like that's, yeah. yeah. Instead of her dad is like, we'll give you the same amount of money we gave to your sister for her wedding. <laughs> good. She's like, well, I'll open a fucking restaurant. <laughs> yeah, it has that good balance of like, it doesn't go too far into like. The woe is me. Like being sad that she's single or being like too aggressively. Like, I never want to get married. I never want this. More like, just like, this is where I am in my life. This and is there's where nothing I am and that's okay. And stop it's making fine. me feel bad about it because yeah. I have other things in life. And like. That's, yeah. That's you know. good. That's a hard, actually, that's a hard tone to, to nail. Yeah. Anyway, that cool. was a good movie to yeah. end the year on, honestly. It was good. There's so many more I could talk about, but I think I talked more than enough mm-hmm. about a lot of them. <sighs> so, All right, well, that was yeah, our year. Yeah, looking forward to. I mean, I don't even really know what's coming out. I feel that's so out thing. of the movie I'm so loop. out of the loop. So we I mean, have... All I can think is because we already mentioned a couple times, Nomadland yes. is yes. one of them. Something's buzzing in my apartment. Yeah, Something's sorry. <laughs> it's not the light. It might be the fridge, but it's a new sound from the it was, fridge. It's a new... Sorry, we're hearing sounds. I don't know sounds. if we've yeah. it up in the mix. So, because, like, normally we've, like, seen a bunch of trailers and there's, like, lists of things, but I think the, <gasps> the film industry is in such flux, just like we are, you yeah. know, that, like... I'm sure I have... Well, let me look at my two watch movies. Raya and the Last Dragon, which is a Disney okay. movie for this year. It looked cool. Um... Yeah, I'm not sure about the dates of some of these, if they have been postponed or if they are technically 2020 movies. Who knows how they're going to be released. I mean, I still haven't seen Black Bear. I want to see that. Uh, 40-year-old version, like we mentioned. There's a movie coming out called Come Away, which is about both Peter Pan and Alice in Wonderland. Some sort of, like, real-life version of, I don't know, something like that. I think Angelina Jolie's in it. 
And the little girl's not white, so that'll be cool. Oh, that's good. Um, yeah, there's a bunch from, like, South by Southwest, which didn't happen, that I'm still looking forward to. Like, Pink Skies Ahead, which is Kelly Oxford's first feature, which still has not come out yet. Some cool stuff like that. Something called Marvelous in the Black Hole, which I forget what it's about <laughs> now, but it looks really Sounds cool. Sounds cool. <laughs> yeah. All righty. I'm sure I'm forgetting I some. I honestly, like, don't even And, like, know. there's something, there's Marvel stuff coming out, but I don't know if I'm actually looking forward to any of it. Yeah. The Eternals or I'm something. I'm kind of, like, over Marvel. Oh, I so felt like, like, I I hung on for the whole, like, Avengers ride, you yeah. know what I mean? And then it's, like, it ended, and I was like, okay, I feel like this is a good place to just break. There is going to be a second Captain Marvel, which I am all in because yeah. I love Brie Larson I like Brie Larson so much but I'm just kind of like eh. yeah I don't okay. know see how this like it felt like such a, cl- a good spot what to phase like, make are a we clean on? break yeah. from it like they're just still going on they're just they're gonna, gonna make, do new until characters until they don't make money they're gonna keep doing them fair enough I mean we watch, watch them, them. Yeah. I enjoy them for the most yeah, part like, like I said Captain Marvel I don't know about I think I've been hearing mixed things about the Eternals but that's going to be like yeah. a new cast of characters. Right. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Cool. We'll see. Honestly, it's hard to like think about the future and look forward to anything right when now. When it's so uncertain. Yeah. Even movies, which are pretty... Well, I mean, they keep getting pushed back, but it's... Yeah, I'll watch this movie eventually, but... Yeah. It's not as exciting when it's not like, oh, I've got to make sure I see that in theater. Kind of looking forward to it. Yeah. Hmm. So that was our year in movies, guys. So many movies. I watched a lot of good stuff this year. Good. And like like I said, a couple of them are now like my like top, top. Top, top will go back again. Like top tier. Top tier. Like the planners and LAT time for sure. Yeah. That's good. That's good that you found like some new music stuff. Some all Bright stuff. spot in the darkness. <laughs> I mean, it was a shitty year, but I was like, I got some good experiences outside of this world into a movie world. Yes. So that's all we Something, ask Something, yeah. That's all you can hope for, really. Okay. Let's... We've talked enough. Yeah. <laughs> I've talked enough. As always, you guys can email us at ratedfmovies at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter and Instagram at ratedfmovies. Yes, please. Yes. Do it. Um, I'll also start warning you guys in advance that this podcast, the oh, yes. feed will be changing. Yeah. And I have to April. do it by like, I have to do it by the end of March, I think. End of March. Um, anyway, I'm just going to keep reminding you that if you're subscribed in iTunes or whatever, like Doctor. this feed will die and there will be a new one you have to subscribe to because I'm moving into Squarespace, which I already pay for so that I can save money not paying for uh, podcast host yeah we gotta save money guys <gasps> it's getting it's ridiculous well at least like and like we have two podcasts which one is like we're wrapping it up but i would still need to host it yeah, somewhere still so it somewhere it's adding up anyway just giving you a heads up for that i will also like make a episode just to say change your feed or something yeah or it, there will probably be some overlap anyway fair enough heads up for that if anyone fucking listens to important this. note <laughs> um 
Yeah, I would say rate us on iTunes, but that's kind of going to change. Soon. It's going to change. When so we we'll get tell the new you that, feed, rate, rate it that. on iTunes. <laughs> and I'll try to get it on, I don't know. Everyone has it on Spotify, but I'm, I thought when I tried to do that, I couldn't, maybe because Canada. Um, it definitely wasn't free if it, if yeah. it was available, and I'm, I'm not about that. Anyway, thanks for listening. On to 2021. I've already watched some good stuff this year, honestly. <laughs> Bye. Bye.